This is the Food Factor Podcast, the show that talks about the connection between your health and what you eat or don't eat. I'm your host, Stephanie Mahachek, clinical nutritionist, health coach, science nerd, perma student, and mother of four. I love dogs, babies, and most of all, talking about all things health, wellness, and the weirdness of the human body. Thank you for being here. Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Food Factor Podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Mahachek, and this is going to be an amazing episode. I am so excited to share this experience I just had that is a little bit unconventional, but should be more conventional. I know a lot of what I've been talking about previously on the podcast has been very much nutritional related, very much focus on specific conditions or specific nutrients or mindset around food. And this is another area of wellness that I feel more people need to know that is out there. They, they need to know it exists because it potentially could be very beneficial for you. And what I'm talking about is the practice of Reiki. And if you're not familiar about it, that is okay. It is somewhat newer to me as well. And I happen to have met a fantastic practitioner named Amanda Holmes, and she let me go to her house, pick her brain on all things Reiki, and she did a session on me. And throughout the rest of this episode, we share what Reiki is, who can benefit from it. We connect it with potential conditions or symptoms that people might have or animals might have and how Reiki can potentially help them. And then she was lovely enough to do a session with me and I described my experience and she walks through what she saw, what things that um, that potentially I have going on. And we I share all that with you at the end of the episode. So please stick around to the end if you are curious about what a Reiki session looks like and what you can learn from it, because this is amazing. So Amanda, just so you know, if you have not heard of her or if you have not been introduced to her, Amanda was born in Panama to a U.S. military family, but later settled in Spartanburg, South Carolina, where her father's from. She graduated from the University of South Carolina Upstate with a bachelor's in psychology and a minor in biology. Conversely to her degree, though, she is a holistic practitioner in the area, and she dabbles in shamanic life coaching, Reiki, and also being a doula, and she has been practicing since 2014, and I have to tell you, she is one of the most chill, calm, super interesting people, and I think when you hear this episode, you will pick up on that as well, because she is just this radiant life force, and I had so much fun meeting with her, and I hope you enjoy this episode. And now here's the conversation with Amanda Holmes. Hi, Amanda. Hi, how are you today? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm enjoying the day. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for letting me come and invade your house (laughs) and your adorable dogs. They are so cute. Well, welcome. We we all welcome you. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) Well, we are here to talk about Reiki, right? Mm-hmm. Reiki. Am I saying it right? My specialty, yes. Okay. <laughs> I have gone over numerous times in my head. I'm like, is it Reiki, Reiki, Reiki? What do I say? <laughs> I've gotten quite a few different pronunciations, but it is Reiki. Reiki. Mm-hmm. Got it. So I want to talk about this because it's something that I not recently learned, but I've heard about it before. Um, and then when I met you, just to give people an understanding, like I met a man, I met you through a networking event, like a a group networking event. And you Mm -hmm. said that you have done, you do Reiki. And I was like, ping, like that is exactly what I want to talk about because you wouldn't think that nutrition and kind of energy and that type of thing flow together, but they really, really do, or, Mm -hmm. or they can depending. So do you mind kind of giving people who aren't familiar, familiar with it, kind of the rundown, like how you would explain it to somebody, what it is, what they can expect, like what you do, what the process is like, all the good stuff. All right. Um, so Reiki, Ray meaning light um, or sun, and then Ki meaning energy. Uh, combined, it means light energy. So essentially, I serve as a conduit of Reiki energy. You go through three levels of training. Um at your third level, you become master or teacher. And so 
pretty much I, again, I serve as this conduit of energy. And so I go into my little meditative state and then, you know, I kind of open myself to receiving that energy. And so through a session, I am transmuting that energy to the client. And with that energy, it could potentially alleviate pain, discomfort, um, reduce stress and anxiety, and helps the body to cope better with stressors and depression and things like that. The Reiki energy goes in and removes blockages that manifest in those things that I just previously named, because that's what causes illness and um, dysfunction in our body. So I guess the easiest way to explain it is as far as the process goes and how I go through a session with a client is we know the seven main chakras. And so I lay my hands along the client's body um, at these various chakras in the body. And I use that Reiki energy to open up that chakra and release negative energy, stagnant energy, um, again, blockages of that nature. And um, the session will typically take about 45 minutes to an hour. And the client is facing up on the massage table. And I, again, just gently lay my hands along these different points in the body. Cool. Awesome. Okay. I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. Okay. So, yes, and I will. Um, so you mentioned, so it's very much energy-based and kind of getting into Correct. a state and being able to, um, would you say, channel that energy or kind of, I mean, for somebody who is maybe like me and just wakening up to their inner woo uh -huh. and getting more into it and wanting to learn more about the energy and, and all of that, are you removing energy or you're just removing blockages so the energy can flow? The latter. Um, so Reiki, I'm just going to use Reiki as, as it's its own being. Um, Reiki goes in and, you know, again, opens up the chakras within the body to release these blockages. So when this negative energy, the stagnant energy is released, that chakra is is uh, replenished with the Reiki energy, divine light, divine love, divine wisdom, um, as I like to describe it. So that the body and the shot, well, the chakras allow the body to work at its greatest potential, its highest potential to, you know, to remove dysfunction and to create a, a balance and equilibrium to the body. Yeah. So that really does kind of fall in line with when I talk with somebody about nutrition, bringing their body into that homeostasis again, because their mm -hmm. body is in some sort of inflammatory condition, or there's something that when they're taking it in nutrient wise or chemical wise or something like that, their body gets thrown off balance. Right. So they are in that state of imbalance and having a session like that, where they can kind of find some of that alignment again, might be very beneficial. So is it different than, I mean, obviously it's different than say like acupuncture. Cause I think when people hear chakras and they hear like blockages and energy and that type of thing, my mm -hmm. mind goes to acupuncture, acupressure, because a lot of that is a little bit more well-known, mm -hmm. I guess, especially in our area, it's a little bit, um, it's a little bit more well-known and, and people are kind of more familiar with that. So is it similar to what an acupuncture or acupressure session would do with removing some of those blockages, but without the needles? Correct. They actually, Reiki and acupuncture or acupressure coinc coincide in a way, like they complement one another. So uh, someone that is into Chinese medicine or is a Chinese medicine practitioner, they might incorporate Reiki into those acupuncture and acupressure sessions with their clients mm, okay so they can be complemented and they kind of work in the same way releasing that which no longer serves our you know our energetic being yeah awesome yeah I could definitely see how that would fit together so you had mentioned people might come and see a Reiki practitioner if they have pain or if they have some sort of actual illness mm -hmm. like depression is there anything that it wouldn't support 
like a condition or any type of feeling or anything like that, that it wouldn't necessarily benefit? Absolutely. There's really no boundaries with Reiki. Um, it's only out there in the, the energy is only out there to bring about good. So it can only, in my opinion, better a situation or a circumstance or an illness. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I've said it before on the podcast or just in talking with people out in the community that anybody needs a team. They need a, a healthcare team. So mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, there's always going to be naysayers to everything we do. There's naysayers to nutrition. There's naysayers mm -hmm. to Reiki, I'm sure. There's naysayers yeah. to chiropractic and acupuncture and all these quote unquote alternative medicine. Mm -hmm. um, and it's only labeled that because it's not considered the standard in our right. society. In other cultures, it's the standard um, sidebar. Um, but as a team, there's no one thing. So if there's a naysayer who comes and be like, oh, that doesn't work. That's mm -hmm. not going to work on me. It's not going to work. It, it maybe wouldn't take the place of, say, a general practitioner or mm -hmm. a chiropractor or something like that. But mm -hmm. somebody could think of it more as part of the team to help get you in alignment and get you that balance. So if somebody mm -hmm. came and, and was working with me on their digestion or getting their, their gut back in balance, they would still benefit, it sounds like, from going and seeing you or mm -hmm. another practitioner to help bring that alignment even more because there's so many reasons and so many root causes to why somebody could be out of alignment. Right. Tackling it from a bunch of different angles only makes sense, at least mm -hmm. how I feel. Okay, so I wanted to kind of connect because if some people are listening, like, wait a minute, I thought we talked about nutrition on here, <laughs> which we do. It's all about it's, it's nutrition and wellness, mm -hmm. but one of the things I wanted to maybe pick your brain on is I see a lot of people who have what their wording is sugar addiction or mm -hmm. certain addictions to certain types of foods or behaviors mm -hmm. or what have you. So how could Reiki potentially help somebody who's in that kind of space? So Reiki works on a mental, spiritual, and emotional level. So if someone is has a, a sugar addiction, um, Reiki would probably work in the sense that it would help the person cope with cessation of if they're going into a treatment where they're reducing their sugar um, and maybe it's causing them stress. It would also, Reiki would also help in that aspect as well. So Reiki can definitely help someone who has a, a food addiction. It can be food addiction. It can be addiction to alcohol, substances, um, that, and of that nature. It will allow the, the person to, again, cope better with, you know, if they're reducing their exposure to these different substances that they're addicted to, such as food or sugar. It helps on the mental level as well. Um, again, helping them with the stress of the situation that they're in. Yeah. And I guess that would go back to, again, like the root cause of the addiction in the first place. And I, and I know addiction is kind of a strong word and I want to be, I want to tread lightly because there are, you know, chemical addictions and things like that. But in the term of like certain cravings for certain foods and how I, I, I use people's words and a lot of people will refer to themselves as a sugar addict. Mm -hmm. um, so I could see that getting whatever the root of that craving is. So if it is an emotional imbalance, maybe it's a stressor, maybe right. it is a response to a stressor, mm -hmm. um, having Reiki sessions, that might be interesting to see how people would then benefit yeah. from that. It would definitely also, and you just reminded me that it can also, Reiki also helps with um, healing from trauma. So if there's a trauma associated with said food addiction or a sugar addiction, you know, Reiki will eventually open that person up to releasing that trauma so that they can heal and progress and be successful in their treatment of, you know, working on their addiction to food or sugar. Mm, yeah. So if the trauma is, or if the, the eating of a certain particular food or the drinking mm -hmm. of a certain particular beverage, like coffee or whatever, mm -hmm. um, if that is a way of coping with a trauma, then yeah, getting to and helping release that trauma. Mm -hmm. um, I could see, yeah, that how that would really be beneficial. So with, well, first of all, how did you get into this whole world? Like, what was your, what was, what was it for you that you're like, I need to go down this path? Well, uh, 
it Reiki for me just really popped out of nowhere. Um, I was really, when I was younger, I was, well, it wasn't too long ago, but, um, I'll rub it in. <laughs> you can edit that out. Um, but when I was much younger, I was really questioning my spirituality. And so really trying to find where I stood with religion or I would say modern religion and, um, my own personal journey. Um, so I started reading a lot of spiritual self-help type books and, Reiki was mentioned in one of those books. And so that further kind of piqued my interest to where I looked up what Reiki was, um, you know, just Googled it one day and it just seemed, it just stuck with me. So I, I had never even had a Reiki session before I started searching for a teacher. So maybe it should have been the other way around, <laughs> but Hey, it is what it is. Um, so I went directly into uh, finding a teacher and getting into a class for level one. And it just went from there. And that was 2014. And it took me until 2018 to complete all three levels. Oh, wow. Um, and with the great thing about Reiki is that you can kind of, or when you're trying to become a practitioner, the great thing is, is you can kind of work at your own pace. You, you could do it in three months. You could do it in three or four years. Um, it's really how connected you are with that energy. Um, but it suggested, you know, to spend a little time at each of the three levels. So you learn that energy, that attunement, and that you can really know what you're doing and know what energy you're working with. Yeah. Do you feel like anybody could get into that state of being able to do the training or do you feel like you had like a special gift or anything like that? Or is it literally like anybody could just learn how to get into that state? Everybody can. And it's, and it's a fact that everybody holds the ability to obtain this Reiki energy. It's a natural thing, but you know, with conditioning, as we grow up, you know, we just drift further and further away from our spirituality and the spiritual realm. So anybody has the ability to become a Reiki practitioner or just to practice it on, you know, on themselves. It's said that children would probably make the best Reiki practitioners because of their innocence and their ability to just open up to the unknown and to be energetically, energetically inclined, I guess, is the best word I could think of. Yeah. They have that like natural alignment to just. They don't question. They're not they're They have no fear of the unknown. They have no fear of, or they don't question. They just, they move on instinct and that's listening to our instinct. That's the closest we can be to God, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you find that there are people who, well, I guess, do you find that somebody has to have an open mind to allow for like a Reiki session to work with magic? And absolutely. Absolutely. I've had you know, I've had many clients who come in and they're hesitant. They're worried, like, is this really going to work? This is a little woo-woo for me. Um, and I can pretty much break them down <laughs> in a session. So when I start a session, I always start at the head. Because, again, it's my opportunity to help that person's mind open. Um, so it can be a little difficult. So I might spend a little bit more time at the head during a session depending on how obstinate they are or if their brain is going or their mind's going a million miles a minute and they're just thoughts upon thoughts that can cloud um, how effective Reiki can work as well. So I always start at the head to open up the mind, which allows the rest of the body just to open up to the Reiki energy as well. So you do have to, I do suggest that you come in with an open mind, literally. And, uh, it just in Reiki will work much better if you're open to that energy. Yeah. Yeah. You would spend probably like the entire hour on my husband's mind. <laughs> I told him that this is happening. He's like, Oh, it's woo. -woo. <laughs> um, but you know, it's so funny that the more I talk about some of the energy kind of work and just, I mean, the fact that, that our bodies are energetic is shouldn't be new to anybody, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's how frequency vibration, 
mm-hmm. all of that, like that's how you get an EKG. Like that, what do you think is measuring? And mm-hmm. and the fact that our livers have a different frequency than our brains and our hearts and all of that stuff. It's like, this isn't new, but people just don't think about it or it gets labeled as, you know, if, if there is an imbalance, all of a sudden people are like, well, that's weird. You're moving that frequency. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like, well, no, like how is that any different than what you're measuring with some of those tools? Mm-hmm. It's just, we have to have, you know, that opportunity to expand our minds a little bit like, well, what if we don't know everything? (laughs) What if there's something that you can't explain that could actually help you? Mm -hmm. Um, And when I was telling a few people that I was going to come here and and do this podcast episode with you and do a session with you, so many people's eyes lit up. They're like, whoa, tell me how it goes. (laughs) They're all so interested because it's like, why not? (laughs) You can't do any harm, you know? It's not like any sort of witchcraft or witchery and <laughs> bad energy, you know, surrounding it, anything like that. It's just, it's divine energy. So if you believe in God, then Reiki is part of being in touch with God, you know? Yeah. Or even if it's not like a religious thing, I mean, mm-hmm. source energy, however people want to yeah. phrase it. I mean, there's tons of different ways people label it, but um, either way, I mean, your body is an energetic thing. There's frequencies. It's measurable. Mm-hmm. Every cell in your body has a has a particular vibration and a, a frequency that it emits. And that's when you can really detect when things are not working properly or not in alignment is through some of those measurements. So what do you think that we're talking about mm-hmm. in these measurements and, and the, the frequency? Um, do people have to have like a particular issue or particular problem going into a session? Is it, do most people have a particular goal I guess for the session or do some people just simply come and just they're just here for the experience I mean how does that typically look so I would say that I work more with folks who want to have a session for emotional or mental things going on in their life Mm -hmm. um, such as reducing stress or healing a trauma um, or just shaking the everyday blah you know I have people that I see regularly just to do a nice little cleanse, a little clean out, you know, just to, you know, restore some balance. Um, And then I also work with a couple of clients, one in particular who has Parkinson's and it's, he enjoys it because it helps relieve his shaking Hmm. um, and allows him to get a better sleep at night because again, with Parkinson's, you know, it's not an easy road, but um, the shakes can prevent him from getting a, a night's rest. So that's why this particular client um, comes to me, or I actually go to him because that's easier. But um, so it really, they don't have to necessarily have an, an illness or an issue. If you just want to just feel lighter, you know, with, you know, release this couple of burdens. I mean, you can really come for any reason. Interesting. That Parkinson's, that's a really interesting thing. So mm-hmm. do people have to, like, if they did have a condition, say like Parkinson's or say like depression or something like that, that they see a benefit because it works its magic, whatever, right. I don't want to call it magic, but <laughs> you know, it, it does what it's supposed to do. It clears that energy out. Mm-hmm. Do people need to come regularly to kind of maintain that? Or is there like one and done type of sessions or how does that usually work? Well, um, that is really, truly up to the client. Um, I recommend if you want to just maintain an equilibrium or a balance um, on a regular basis, then I would recommend two times a month to once a month, one or two times a month. Um, there are people that I see every week, <laughs> um, just because it's like their self part of their self care routine. Mm-hmm. Um, I have people that see me every several months. I have a lady who sees me once a year, you know, she sees me at the beginning of every year just to kind of wash away everything from the year prior. So it's Reiki's there really when, the client needs it the most. And I just call it divine timing. So when you just are feeling called to do a session, usually that's the best time in the most, or that's the best time that'll be the most effective for you too, because you're, you're open and willing to receive that Reiki energy. Mm. So it really, again, it just really depends on how often I don't 
prescribe any amount of time or how our frequency as to when a client should come. I just take it as, you know, they come on their own volition when they need it most. And that kind of is in alignment with what you were saying before. It's like that innate ability for your body to know how to heal itself and what Mm -hmm. it needs and signaling that a session would be due is that's something that would be very you know powerful to listen to your body Mm -hmm. um and you had mentioned not today but when we had talked previously that you can do virtual freaky sessions talk about that that is super interesting so once you reach your third level of reiki um that's when you learn distance reiki which is obviously Reiki from afar, <laughs> essentially. Um, I It works the same way, in a sense, as in-person sessions. But to do a distance Reiki, I had to learn a whole new technique. Um, but essentially, it involves us setting up a time, a mutual time, to where during that, give yourself a good, solid hour to just lie down on your sofa or your bed. And then during that scheduled time, you know, that's when I begin the Reiki session. (laughs) But for for this technique, I still have to visualize this person. So I'll ask them to send me a photo of themselves or something that represents them if they don't want to show their face, which is understandable. So then I, I collect this person's aura, their energy, their spirit. So then... Um, you can either use like a baby doll or a stuffed animal that kind of represents the anatomical, like anatomy of human. So, or you can visualize using your thigh. So your knee being the head and the, you know, further away from your knee is the arms and the legs. So to me, for me, this is all visual. So I work starting at the head of this stuffed animal or whatever it may be. And I'm just visualizing this client at the same time and just administering that Reiki. Again, they can have the same experience as they would in an in-person session. They might feel warmth. They might feel cool. They might feel a little lightheaded. They might drift off to sleep. Um, So the experience that you would experience in distance you would experience in in an in-person session as well wow okay mm-hmm. that's so cool I mean how taxing on it is it? <laughs> like for you how right. to, to have to channel energy get all that you know visual visualization I'm assuming it's very similar like when I talk with people or I've heard therapists talk with people they kind of absorb that that energy, whether it's anxious energy, negative energy, happy energy, like any that comes flooding at you and it can be really exhausting. I mean, do you feel that as well? Like after a session, is it really exhausting for you? Well, the, one of the principles of Reiki is that it should not drain the person administering it. Um, Because at the same time, as I'm opening myself up to receiving in uh, this divine energy, and being a conduit, I'm also in a way receiving that Reiki healing as well. So when my client is being healed with this energy, so am I. So if you do have the, or, or you have the feeling of being lethargic or tired or drained afterwards, there's something wrong because it's not something that should drain, drain you of your own energy. Um, now I will get like a little sleepy, heavy eye after a session because Again, it's a very relaxing session. I mean, it's very relaxing during the session. So I'm kind of, after a session, I'm kind of like a little loopy myself. Mm-hmm. It takes me a minute to kind of re-energize. But I don't take that as me being drained of energy. It's just the same way I would react if I was getting my own session. Got it. Is there, when I was telling somebody that I was going to come here, she goes, oh, can she give you energy? Like, you know, like, (laughs) I was like, I don't think it works that way, but I'll ask. When you get it through me, from me directly, you get that energy boost or or whatever from Reiki itself. From blocking or Mm -hmm. unblocking the the channel. Right. I have one more question. Uh Um, You had mentioned that you can do it on animals. Is that right? How Mm -hmm. does that work? It's a little bit more difficult with animals, (laughs) I have to admit, just because... They can't really sit still for long. So I'm not, I definitely can't, or 
because of their size in comparison to us, a session is probably half the time. It could be 20 to 30 minutes Mm -hmm. for a session with a dog or a cat or a horse or whatever. Um, So that process is, and again, similar to human Reiki, I guess. But, um, you know, you have to like approach the animal first. You have to, and animals are spiritual beings as well. They are more open to spirituality than most humans. So, because they obviously pick up on our energy very well. And it's a skill that we still, as humans, strive for because they are so open. So you first have to greet the animal and you kind of have like a telepathic thing going on with them. So you look, you're looking them in the eyes, you're picking up on their energy, they're picking up on yours and you come to this mutual kinship and, um, then, you know, you can, if they'll come, if they come to you, great. You know, I place my hands on their, along their body and the various parts and the various chakras along their body. They too have seven, um, main chakras as well. So again, it can be 20 minutes, 30 minutes. It usually doesn't last that long. Eventually they'll walk away when they're, when they're done, (laughs) you know? And, um, but no, I mean, that's just natural for animals. Like when I'm in a, so my Parkinson's patient, he, his dog, um, loves to sit in on those sessions. She'll lay on the bed right next to him. Um, and she's picking up on it too. And I remember the first time I did a session with them and the dog was present. He called me later and said, I don't know what you did to my dog, but she is just running around the house being so playful, wanting to play. And she wasn't, she's an older dog. So she hasn't been very playful in years past, but and it was just like, oh, I did, had no intention. I didn't directly give energy to that dog, but, um, or Reiki energy to that dog, but she obviously picked up on it. And again, animals are very open to Reiki energy. That is amazing. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, well, I wonder, my dog has this weird quirk or my cat does that or whatever, what kind of animals or what kind of behaviors and animals would benefit? From Reiki? Definitely animals who have experienced trauma, abuse. Um, I have particularly worked at one point with um, local humane society and worked with pets that were having trouble being adopted. So I would go in and volunteer my time and work with these animals to make them more adoptable. Um, again, you have to it t- sometimes it takes a couple of sessions for them to even want to come to you or let them or let you touch them even. So eventually you have to, they start to trust you and then they open themselves up and then they are more receiving of Reiki energy. And so that's probably more so where I would prescribe an amount of, of time or frequency of sessions, depending on the, um, the trauma or the anxiety or, you know, I'm, I'm not Caesar or anybody. (laughs) I can't speak to animals, but, um, definitely help those that have been through trauma, have anxiety, or even I've had one in particular, this was quite odd that had a, um, an aggression with, with sharing food. They, um, this was a, a rescue dog. But he just wasn't getting along with the other animals, and he was just very possessive of his food. And um, eventually, it got to a point where he could, would at least stand with a dog being nearby him when he was eating. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So food aggression, yeah, but, um, or just aggression in general. What about like fears or phobias? Like my dog is horrendous when it comes to thunder or fireworks or stuff like that. Absolutely. It would absolutely help. It would help them cope a little bit better. I, I won't say that it would completely get rid of the fear or phobia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if I taught the owner to how to administer Reiki, because again, it's a very simple thing we all possess, but I could teach the, the owner on how to administer Reiki when there's a thunderstorm for when their dog is, you know, scared of the thunder and lightning like that one over there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you know, 
it definitely would help those fear and phobias. That is so cool. I am so interested <laughs> and so intrigued by this whole this whole world of Reiki that I think uh, hopefully this has helped some people open up their mind to other possibilities. So if they're seeing providers or they're seeing, you know, they're experiencing things that they maybe can't explain or nobody can explain, or my mm -hmm. favorite, when you get all your lab work back and everything's normal, but you still don't feel normal <laughs> okay. or something's wrong. You know, we talk about the mind body connection. I just had a conversation with somebody about this yesterday. Um, the mind body connection is huge. And if there's something not aligned, you will experience symptoms. And mm -hmm. if this is the thing, you know, there's therapy, there's all sorts of different work you can do with your mind. But if there is that connection with mind body, that would also be beneficial. I think people should definitely check, check into Reiki and see yeah. if that is a, an option for them. So how can people connect with you? Where do they go? How can they find out more about you? So I have an Instagram handle as well as a Facebook page. Both are at Holmes Holistic Living 864. I will post that <laughs> in the show notes so people can write it down. Right. So um, that's where I can be found. My contact information are on each of those. And just reach out to me for any questions, inquiries, um, to pick my brain. So. Yeah, pretty awesome. easy. I don't have a website up yet. That's still in the early stages, but um, eventually, hopefully by the end of the year, that will be up and running. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, you are so gracious to allow me to do a session. So I'm a complete newbie and I have no idea what to expect. So mm -hmm. do you want to quick walk people through like what we're going to do? Right. So you're going to lie down on the massage table. You're going to be facing up. Uh, one of the most common questions I get asked is, am I going to be clothed? Yes. You keep your clothes on. I mean, okay. you can do I would prefer you have your shoes off, but that's each to each their own. So if you choose to keep your shoes on, that's fine. Um, I keep an extra blanket because during the session you might, your body's going to respond to this and it can respond in a number of ways. Um, for me personally, when I'm in a session, my body gets really cold mm -hmm. because I'm releasing a lot. So I keep an extra blanket on the table for my clients um, in case they get cold. Some may feel warmth because energy has to transform in various ways through heat. Um, well, heat is a byproduct of uh, transferring energy. So you might feel warmth from my hands, oddly warm. Um, I promise they're not going to be sweaty, but <laughs> um, you might feel warmth. And you're, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and you can kind of go into a meditative state yourself. So in a session, I usually ask the client to think of something they want to release or if there's a question they want answered, because this answer might come to you during the session. I'm not going to answer it for you, but I'm going to help you by administering Reiki, you get to that answer. Mm -hmm. um, or if you're just coming in because you want to relax, you know, I just ask you to take a few deep breaths just to relax your body. And again, I'll start at the head. It's light touch. If anything makes you feel uncomfortable, you just let me know. Um, but again, I'm just going to touch you along certain parts of the body. And you're going to release a lot. So after, at the end of the session, you might feel a little loopy, a little groggy, heavy, or lighter. Um, most people say they feel lighter. Some even say they feel like they were floating off the table, but <laughs> each experience is very different. Um, so take your time getting up. And then we will have a little chit chat to discuss things that I found. Um, Sometimes I get images in my head that might mean something to you, um, like colors or animals or even people. It might be, you know, an ancestor or someone that's uh, closely attached to you. So outside of that's outside of Reiki, um, outside of the realm, picking up these images and messages and things like that. So that's kind of separate, but I include that because you know, it might mean something to you now or later. 
and you'll reflect back on it and be like, oh, that's what that meant. Ooh, mm-hmm. so cool. I'm so excited. So are we like talking? Because I have an inability to shut up. <laughs> so, <laughs> like even during massages, I'm like nervously chatting away. Is it like you just, it's a quiet time. Do you ask questions, like any of that? Or is it just quiet and kind of get in the mood? It's typically a quiet session. Um, I do play some soothing music. Um, again, because for me, again, I have to open up my mind and chit chat might distract me from that. Um, I'll shut up. (laughs) (laughs) And like I said, most people end up falling asleep. So you might go into a deep, heavy sleep or you you could go into, I've had people lucid dream during a session where they're like half awake, half asleep, and they're in this weird in between. So again, you are welcome to tell me how your session felt for you afterwards and then I'll tell you what I felt and experienced when we went through the session I'm so excited (laughs) all right well we are going to do this session and then um maybe I'll record it afterwards when we kind of go through what we found Mm -hmm. and that would get people an idea of what the experience was like and then if Mm -hmm. that's something that they were wanting to experience for themselves or they find that it might be beneficial for somebody that they know who's struggling with certain things then they can contact you and reach out and see if they can get a session going too Awesome. Well, let's do this. I'm so excited. Hey, I wanted to take a quick break and just have you go and check out Amanda's Facebook page or Instagram handle. She is at Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S, Holistic Living. And she's got some great information on there that talks all about Reiki, all about what to expect. She has her schedule on there. So if you do want to snag one of those Reiki session appointments, you can jump in and do that as well. I want to tell you how beneficial I found the session, and you're going to hear about that in a second. But check out her handles, Holmes Holistic Living 864, and have that experience for yourself. We're back, and that was amazing. That was so, like, so interesting to experience that I don't even know if I can put it into words. Um, So I want to just do a run through of kind of like what. I felt, and then if you want to talk about like anything that you felt on your end, mm-hmm. but for those who are kind of questioning it, like, what was it like? What did, what happened? Um, it was really interesting. So that various points, you kind of lightly just put your hands, um, like my head, my face, my arms, my legs, my feet. And depending on where you were kind of focused on, I could, it was different. So like my head felt kind of more like hot like I could feel heat coming I felt like it was like coming out of my head but then like my arms didn't feel much but my feet like I was just telling you when you put your hand on my foot it felt like I had been sitting on my foot for like two hours and it was like dead asleep (laughs) needles both feet it felt so weird. And then I had to kind of remind myself like, well, no, you're laying flat. Like there's no way like circulation's happening. So it was really, really interesting. And then I had so many little muscle spasms, like little twitches, like little, like, I don't know what you want to call them, like little contractions. And, Mm -hmm. and like, I don't have that during the day, Mm -hmm. or maybe I don't notice it, but I, I mean, the amount of like twitches and, and even like if you were at my feet, I would have a twitch in my arm. <laughs> Weird. So, I mean, it was very relaxing, very cool. I was very aware of like aware, but not aware. Like at times I felt really weighted down, like someone was sitting on me. And then at other times I felt floaty. So it was really cool, but also really interesting to just <laughs> try and like wrap my head around that, like all the different sensations and the different feelings that somebody can feel in a matter of however long that was an hour or 45 minutes Mm -hmm. or whatever. So what kind of things do you kind of pick up on or what do you tend to do after a session is done? So after a session, I will, um, same thing that you just did. I asked the client how they felt, how they feel currently, um, afterwards, And then I will kind of go in and tell them things that I saw, um, areas of tension or areas of um, that were kind of questionable or significant throughout the session. Um, As I mentioned earlier, sometimes 
I'll get images in my head, but that's more so on my, that's a, that's not something that every Reiki practitioner might do. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just an extra, it's a gift or a skill that I use in conjunction with Reiki. Um, just to kind of give some insight or maybe some suggestions. Um, that's And then we'll talk about that for a few minutes and then we'll, the other person will reflect on what I've said and we'll just kind of have a conversation afterwards. Okay. Um, usually I'll recommend, you know, recommend you drink lots of water for the next 24 hours. Um, you might have some strange dreams afterwards, <laughs> or you might feel a little loopy or lightheaded. Um, just be careful getting home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Noted. Thank you. Um, so what kind of things, and if there's anything that I don't want to share, I'll just edit it out. But mm-hmm. like, what kind of things did you pick up on or notice or see or get images of for me? So this may not click or ring a bell, but there was a female presence that is with you or was with us during the session. Um, before I start or go into that, before I start a, stes- a session, I will call upon my guides to help me. So um, I know it's not, it wasn't one of my guides because I'd never seen her before, but she had dark wavy hair and she wore this bright red lipstick. Um, so I don't know if it's a relative or maybe an ancestor or someone, um, but I distinctly remember the red lipstick and she popped up several times throughout the session. Um, positive presence, no, nothing n- negative or um, evil. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, she popped up around your arm, your left arm. When I got, when I was at your left arm, she also popped up again around the throat and the heart chakra. Um, and then again at your left knee. And I know I mentioned earlier that you're not supposed to feel drained, but I pick up on sensations. Like my hand was going numb when I was on your left knee. Hmm. I don't know if you have trouble with that knee at all, but again, this woman showed up during or while I was at at that area. And what else? I saw when I was at your head, I noticed or saw a butterfly. Typically that's a sign of change, things coming up. Um, but there was also this duality with the butterfly. Like maybe you're having to come up with a a decision or make a choice between two things but it was very too I see colors so there was swirling of like this pinkish purplish color and this bright green color and they kept melding and kind of floating in and out so that's what that to me like signifies a duality like a a conflict of some sort like you have Maybe you have a decision to make coming up or in the future. You may not know about it now, but um, again, whatever decision you make is going to be for your better or for this change or a good change. Mm -hmm. So you're going to grow from whatever decision you make. That's so funny. So I have to stop you there for for two (laughs) things. So one you know how sometimes you have a dream or you're in that in-between, but not quite asleep, not quite awake. And sometimes you'll come out of it and like look around or I don't know Mm -hmm. if that, maybe that's just me, but there have been multiple times in the past few years where I will be aware that I'm in that state where I'm like almost falling asleep, but not quite there. Mm -hmm. And it's happened two or three times where, um, I will actually see somebody standing there. One time it happened, well, twice it happened. One time it happened, a man was standing in my bathroom doorway that Mm -hmm. connects to my room. And it freaked me out. (laughs) A dude (laughs) is like standing there. It freaked me out so much that I threw a glass into the bathroom because I thought it was somebody, an intruder. And at the time, my husband was like, what is happening? Because, you know, we're asleep. And so, but I distinctly remember seeing him. And then I saw that same man when I was in college. Um, This was the first time it happened. He was, again, just standing in my room. And I was like, that's really weird. I don't know who this man is, whatever. So 
two or three nights ago, that happened again. I, I had fallen asleep and I just woke up. You know, you feel somebody standing there, you know, as a mother of four, it's usually a child. So I was kind of coming out of my deep sleep stupor thinking I'd see a child and I see a woman standing there. She wasn't in color. It was just mm-hmm. more of like a whitish kind of, Silhouette. but I could see a, a face and the hair. And was it, it was wavy. I think so. Okay. I, I didn't, I didn't feel like, like, no, I don't, I don't remember because I just remember seeing her there. And I remember I did not recognize her, but she was just standing there smiling at me and it was my left side. So I don't know. That was like really weird when you said that, because I was like, that, that's really interesting. But I didn't, she didn't, if she had color to her face or lips or whatever, I didn't notice that because mm-hmm. it was dark and she was just like, glowing. it kind of reminded me of like her, like, face just reminded me of makeup that you would see in the early 20s for women yes so how she was dressed was like I remember thinking like what what year is it because <laughs> you when you wake up from like that deep the, sleep the wavy curl yes I can't describe yes. it that's a Hollywood wavy curl and I feel like she had like a, like a collar on her shirt that was like that you see in like the mm-hmm. teens or 20s or whatever um, she just looked very proper, very put together, and she was just standing there smiling at me. So that was that really resonated with me when you just said that. And then the other thing was, um, so I, a couple of months ago, I saw a psychic because, well, virtually saw a psychic because a friend had gone to her and I was like, I'm interested. I want to have some things like explained to me yeah. or whatever. And she's like, you need to have, when you're faced with questions or decisions or things that you don't know which which path to go, tell your she called them guides as well. Tell your guides what you want to look for. She's like, just pick an object, pick a, you know, color, pick an object, pick a whatever. And so I was like, pick a butterfly. So anytime I have a decision to make or something that I have a question on, I'd be like, show me a butterfly and I'll know that that's the right path Mm -hmm. to go down. And so like one of these times it happened (laughs) where I was going through something in my brain. I honestly, I don't even remember. It was like a, should I do this or should I do this type of situation? Mm -hmm. And I was driving in my car and it was rainy. It was not nice out. It was kind of overcast. I was going to pick up my son from daycare and I was thinking about it as I was driving. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I do this? Should I do that? Like, if I should do this, show me a butterfly. I think I'm like, okay, like I'm not gonna see if I was raining. Butterfly flew in front of my car. And so like, right. I was like, okay, that's, that's really weird and mm-hmm. gives me chills to think about it. But when you said butterfly, I was like, okay, that makes sense. Well, see, and again, something that I interpret may, you may interpret it differently. So mm-hmm. this butterfly has been apparent a few times for you. Um, I see it as a sign of change, but to you, it was something a little different. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was a change. It was a decision. Should I do this for this mm-hmm. or should I stay with this? So it, yes. it was, it was always like a this or that situation. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I mean, that does symbolize change is like something it's not necessarily drastic all the time but it Mm -hmm. could be something new that I'm doing so that's really interesting (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't see any areas of concern um oh gosh your solar plexus is very bright um what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) that's a good thing okay it's not it's not underwhelmed or anything it's 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 a strong your solar plexus is right in your tummy. That's where we hold our, our life force. Mm-hmm. So yours is very bright. So meaning very, you have all this, in, just a lot of energy radiating from that area. All those babies I have. <laughs> <laughs> they were coming from the solar plexus. That's really cool. All mm-hmm. right. So does that, is that something that dims? Like if you're having a lot of issues, like would oh, that yeah. dim? Any of, the, any of the chakras can be extremely well when I see them they can be either really bright they can be kind of neutral mm-hmm. or they can be you know very dim as you said mm-hmm. so that's what what Reiki goes in and does it helps to create a neutral um, but sometimes there are certain activities that we do if you're a very active person uh, you just said you came from Pilates I didn't even think of that but Is that why it's so bright probably because <laughs> I engage my solar plexus <laughs> yes absolutely it's just it's where we hold our life force energy. It's, it's our life be it's because think of the belly, but that's where your belly button is. Yeah. So that's, that's our source of life when we're in the womb mm-hmm. is our uh, belly button or umbilical cord. So our solar plexus is, you know, it's probably weighs the heaviest 
out of all the chakras in my opinion, but to each their own, to have their own opinion of which they think. But, um, so you're definitely very, very strong in your solar plexus. Nice. <laughs> Pilates. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Yeah. Strengthening that core muscle. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. What about like when you got to my feet, like, did you notice, like, was there anything else that kind of stood out to you? Because that was where, when that felt the, the most sensation to me. That's okay. So this might explain the pins and needles feeling because whenever I get to the feet, that's the last thing. So that's the grounding, that's the rooting. And by rooting, um, I visualize your feet growing roots Mm -hmm. as above, so below. May you grow from mother earth, may you grow into mother earth, you know, grow into mother earth. And so I go into this incantation where I, you know, pretty much say, may your roots run so deep into mother earth that they reach mother earth or the, the mother earth's core where that fiery life force energy resides. Mm -hmm. And then I visualize that energy radiating up through your roots, through the top of your feet, through your entire body and out through your crown, Mm -hmm. connecting you with the heaven, connecting you with earth. So that's probably why you felt the pins and needles. Mm. I'm rooted. (laughs) Those visualized (laughs) roots growing from your, the bottoms of your feet. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is something that I feel a lot of people could benefit from. And that may be linking back to, you know, the anxiety, the depression and things that would benefit from Reiki is because sometimes we do need to feel grounded. We Mm -hmm. need to feel rooted. And that's what they in like therapists will work with people on is when you're in a moment of panic attack or you're in these like spiraling thoughts and things like that, you, you, you know, touch five things or you look for things and it's a way to ground you and root you Mm -hmm. into where you're at to help bring you back to where you're at. So I could definitely see how that that would benefit somebody who has that, that issue. So, well, that was awesome. Anything <laughs> else that you wanted to add? Anything else that you, I just encourage people to before, you know, thinking that this is something very odd and, you know, I get it. I get all the time, you know, is this sort of like witchcraft or, you know, spirits and things like that? No, this is, out of pure love and pure goodness, it can only do good for you. Um, so I encourage people just to be more open to the concept of Reiki, Reiki healing, um, because it, like I said, it can only bring about good. It's not going to harm you. It's not going to hurt you. Um, it's the process of healing is never easy, but Reiki is there to help guide you and, uh, you know, allow your body to process emotions, um, you know, the physical strains of our body. Um, so it's going to assist us and get us through daily life and daily stressors. And yeah, it's all good for you. Well, and I know like even just leaving right now, like I feel awesome. Like I Mm -hmm. feel, and I didn't, I didn't come in here feeling bad, but I feel 10 times better for Mm -hmm. no apparent reason at all, but I'll take it because it's, it's, everybody needs to feel good. And there are definitely days where you don't feel good. And there's definitely days where you do feel good. But if there's anything that you can do to continue to make yourself feel better, we make better decisions, whether it's food related, whether it's lifestyle related, whether it's interpersonal related or whatever, we make better decisions when we're coming from a place of love, happiness, Mm -hmm. joy, light, Mm -hmm. all of that versus your intention. Yeah. Versus the despair or the you know, the being bogged down with that negative energy. It just got dark in here. That was really weird. <laughs> I started talking about negative energy. The sun just went down. That was really weird. Um, but when you're when you're making decisions from a place of stress, worry, anxiety, all of that, it it does not turn out well. And so mm-hmm. that's when, you know, I talk with people about that with emotional eating. If you're making emotional food choices and then you're tying that into another emotion like guilt or shame or all of those things, then it's just this negative spiral that you can't get out of. So you almost need to have that rooting and that grounding to be like, come Mm -hmm. back and be like, no, you are not your choices. This is just what is happening. And, you know, you kind of connect with yourself again, and then you can make those better, those better choices. So, um, all right. Yeah. Well, anything else that you wanted to add, anything else that, um, people need to know or, not that I can think of. I just thank you for allowing me this uh, 
are holding the space for me to explain what I do and what Reiki is. That's just the beginning of, you know, spreading the word essentially of what, of the great things that Reiki can do for people. So I do appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to have you. And I'd love to have you back too. We could talk more about um, other benefits, other conditions, how we can Mm -hmm. kind of connect the dots for people. But thank you so much. It was so good to talk with you and your dogs are adorable and I will get out of your hair now. (laughs) Wasn't that amazing? I had such a great experience with Amanda. I really hope that if you're interested in learning about how she could help you, if you are just curious about Reiki and just want to experience a session, I encourage you to reach out to her. Again, her information is in the show notes, but it's a Facebook and Instagram handle at Holmes, H-O-L-M-E-S, Holistic Living 864. So please reach out to Amanda. Ask her a million questions. She is the sweetest. I absolutely adore her. And I am so glad that you have been listening today and have a great rest of the week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Food Factor Podcast. It is my personal mission to help people make the best food choices that they can for their particular situation. So if you found this episode helpful, I would be so grateful if you would share it with a friend or a family member or somebody who needs to hear this information and also leave me a review. Those are the things that help get this podcast seen and heard by more people who could use the help as well. I really appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening.